Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to part two of Ryan Chamberlain. I'm really enjoying this. I, I'm loving doing more this research, than I thought. Like, it, again, it's because our first encounter with him was later in the 2000s and we're kind of like, eh, I don't know. I was so as I was doing the research, I don't know how far we'll get today because we never know, but, um, yeah, we're going to stop putting that limitation on ourselves. Right, exactly. I realized why I didn't remember him as much because when I read the timeline, I'm like, he was there when Karen and them were there. I did not miss an episode when Karen was there, but they were spreading it out then. Like it was months. Mm. He was supposed to have the trial. Then the trial got pushed back. And then, so they've blah, been blah, doing blah. this so, for 30 years, stretching right. things out. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And so, yeah. Cause when I first started reading, um, the rest of 1993, the first like two and a half months there was like no mention of him and mm. i was like did i like have Skip i wasted some- all of this time when well, we stopped here i know where i stopped right this research says nothing about ryan what did i miss and i like went back and double checked and then i was like no he's serious welcome just- to my world it makes you feel crazy it sometimes does. that you're like it does did i miss something i, I was ready or- to reach out to you and be like i know you said you're not doing it but does this make sense <laughs> i'm so confused but then it caught back up and was like but usually oh. when that happens i'm able to find videos that kind of help fill in the nope, blank nope. and that's exactly it there's like no videos there's not and there's not really <sighs> No. Maybe we need to become Ryan experts. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we need to put out that content. That would be awesome. Cause yeah, the videos are just not, not there. So thank you to Curly Q Girl because without her breakdown of all of the episodes, I would be yes. like, it doesn't make any sense. We went from here to here to here, but yep. With her wonderful breakdowns, it, it makes sense and it's so good. Yes. So 
I think I, I know that I watched some videos during some of this, but I have no idea what the whole Right. And as you read it, you're like, oh, that's a different timeline than what I thought it was going to be. Uh huh. Okay. So, oh, okay. Just so you know, like when it mentions it here and here, then you're going to be like, well, I watched that. Okay. Now it makes sense. But without the before and after, you're like, yeah. Like, why is this happening? But it was still pretty cool. Yeah. There's one thing specifically that I was just like, what? Yep. But yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. So we ended last week with, uh, Mac and Felicia had found the rings that Ryan was going to, uh, Mary Felicia marry him with and uh Sean had found the parts of the dress that were burned mm-hmm. in the cabin and Mac had a subpoena to testify for the prosecution you're gonna be mad as we're reading just so you know <sighs> go ahead Ew, okay so on January 5th Tom is going to talk with Steve about Ryan working at General Hospital Felicia's trial resumes Jessica questioned the first police officer at the scene at, at the crime of the crime at the cabin. Monica also testifies about how serious Ryan's injuries were when he was brought back into GH. Tom thinks Steve should ask Ryan to take a leave of absence from the hospital and Ryan takes the stand and recounts his version of what happened at the cabin. However, if someone is fighting you off, that's a good thing if you are injured. Hmm. Right. Just throwing that out there. Scott then continues his questioning of Ryan on the stand. Ryan says he is in love with Felicia, and Scott has Ryan recount the time that he and Felicia spent at the cabin. Mac tells Scott that he wants to have a convenient memory loss on the stand. <gasps> that surprises mm-hmm. me. But Scott tells him that he must tell the truth. <gasps> Mac is such a goody good. Right, like, I mean, Scott not a goody goody, but yeah. But he was like, no, 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 you have to tell the truth. Wow. Jessica and Scott question Mac on the stand, and the prosecution rests. Mac is worried that his testimony has damaged Felicia's case. Sean is arced with Tiffany over stories he has seen of on Felicia's case that make Ryan look like a saint. Because remember, Tiffany She's was the newscaster, the newscaster, so she has to report the news. Felicia's defense begins in court on January 8th, and Tom takes the stand, and one of his audio tapes from his session with Felicia is played. <gasps> hmm They were allowed to do that. Mac finds... The store where Ryan bought the wedding rings for Felicia. Sean takes the stand. Felicia takes the stand in her own defense. And then Jessica cross-examines Felicia. And Scott enters the wedding ring into evidence despite Jessica's objections. Scott lays out his case and questions the jeweler that sold Ryan the wedding rings. Jessica recalls Ryan to the stand and explains that he was going to propose to Felicia. Scott questions Ryan and Scott and Jessica then gave their closing arguments. Do you have any idea what happened? Like, what were these questions being asked on the stand? I do not know. Ah, I'm sorry. Could, why? could not find that. Why? Then Dominique finds Scott sleeping at his desk in the office, in his office. He is worried that there is not enough evidence to support Felicia's testimony. And Felicia wants Bobby and Tony to take Maxie if she is convicted. Felicia makes a scene at GH when Ryan tries to talk with her. Mm-hmm. And Scott and Felicia learn that the jury is in. Dun, dun, dun. Felicia's found guilty. But the George orders a psychological. The George. The George. <laughs> the judge. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Okay. Orders a psychological evaluation on her. Felicia is released on bail. Ryan and Mac get into it at the courthouse, and Scott is already ready to file an appeal tomorrow on Felicia's behalf. Mac insists to Felicia that he will not give up, and Ryan slipped up somewhere, and they will find it. Scott preps Felicia on her meeting later with the prohibition board. With the probation board, <laughs> I give up. <laughs> oh, sorry. She's not allowed to drink either. 
Scott tells Mac that he needs concrete evidence for an appeal that, and Mac has to get it. And Felicia meets with the probation board. Mac suggests Felicia and Maxie and he run. Mm-hmm. Mac is not always the good guy, apparently. Aww. Scott is frustrated when he can't find any angles for appeal for Felicia. And Felicia thinks running is crazy, but reminds Mac that she is looking at 25 years in prison and prison will be worse than she can imagine. Mac wants to leave poor Charles with Felicia tonight, and Tom loses his cool when Ryan brings up Felicia. Simone thinks Tom is being unfair to Ryan. Uh Mm Uh-oh. She's wrong. Mac admits to Sean that he is leaving town with Felicia and that he wants Sean to come, not to come after them. Felicia tells them both that she has reconsidered and she is not going to leave. Felicia explains to Mac why she can't go on the run with her daughter. I want to know what that explanation was. I mean, it's common sense, yes, but... Maybe it's she already has one parent that's like never around us moving all the time would give no stability. Scott tells Felicia that her appeal has been turned down and Felicia packs up Maxie's things to go stay with Bobby and Tony. Felicia tells Mac all the things she will miss about her life. Oh, did she get her memory back? <laughs> I'm not trying to be smart there. <laughs> such a good question. It never, like, announced that. Did she ever get her? Right. I mean, she did, but it never is like. I know she said, like, she was happy with her life now and right. things like that. Like, she would <laughs> talk about that. Oh. <laughs> That's a good question. But in mouth. Then on January 22nd, Felicia does not want Robin to go to the courthouse to see her for sentencing. Fair enough. Robin was a, like, early teenager. Mm-hmm. They say goodbye. Ryan tells Simone that he is just as torn up as everyone else is about Felicia going to jail. Sean tells Ryan that he should do the decent thing and plead for a lighter sentence for Felicia. Matt gifts Felicia his good luck charm. What was it? I don't know. Oh. And vows to get her out of jail as soon as possible. Felicia drops Maxie off at the brownstone and then says goodbye. The parole board psychiatrist testifies that Felicia is delusional and the Ryan gives the judge gives Ryan a chance to speak before Felicia is sentenced. Ryan testifies that Felicia needs help, not punishment. Felicia tells the court that she does not understand why they believe Ryan and not her. Felicia is sentenced to 5 to 15 years in a state mental hospital, and Sean arranges for Mac to see Felicia before she is transferred. Felicia sees her room at the mental hospital and insists that she does not belong there. Mac and Sean make a plan to recheck everything they have on Ryan. Sean gives all the police records and court transcripts on Ryan to Mac. Are you allowed to do that? Well, he's a detective. Maybe. Maybe. Mac gets a phone call from Neil Sager, who tells him that Ryan's wife the day tells him that he saw Ryan's wife the day she was murdered. They had planned to meet. Felicia has a session with Dr. Leonard to decide which ward she should be placed in. Mac meets Nelson and realizes that he's a fake. After believing that she faked her amnesia, Leonard places Felicia on floor number two with highly unstable patients. So I'm assuming based on that sentence that perhaps she had regained her memory, Mm -hmm. being that he thinks that she she faked faked it. it. Yep. Because if she was currently, I don't know. Yep. An upset Felicia calls home telling Mac that if she stays in the hospital much longer, she will lose her mind. Okay. And then the book just has Felicia's murder trial went badly. Dr. Tom Hardy testifies that Felicia's amnesia and nightmare indicates instability. Mac Scorpio testifies to seeing her with the knife over Ryan's bloody body. There was no proof to support Felicia's tale of having seen the respectable Ryan kill a woman in Texas. And in the witness box, Ryan himself was only full of love and concern for Felicia. He just knew she didn't mean to hurt him when she went nuts. The verdict guilty, the sentence five to 15 years in the state mental hospital. Tell Maxie I love her, Felicia screamed as she was taken from the courtroom. She was terrified her young daughter would forget her. 
Max Scott and Police Commissioner Sean Donnelly swore they would find proof to help her. Prosecutor Jessica Holmes was triumphant as she glared at her ex-lover, Scott. Scott's other ex-lover, Lucy Coe, still wanted him back, but felt it was hopeless. At the mental hospital, Felicia was bedeviled by visits from Ryan and by a guard who threatened rape. <gasps> Mac helped her escape through some air ducts. On the run, they delved more into Ryan's past and realized he was a serial killer. Okay. So I will wait because then it gives names that we uh, should be coming up on here soon. Poor Felicia. Yeah. In the mental ward. She doesn't believe it or doesn't belong there so then on february 1st felicia has a nightmare about maxi forgetting her ryan shows up at the brownstone to give maxi a present when bobby calls mac and tells him about ryan he insists on coming over to stay the night at bobby's felicia calls the brownstone and mac tells her he is coming tomorrow to see her and ryan shows up to see felicia what? okay right why I, is he allowed right yeah i don't understand i understand like this is messed up that she's, but no, right. You're just tormenting her more, whether, whether what she thought was true or not in right. her mind, it was true. So why are you letting this guy that she thinks did something to her keep showing up? To right. See right. That, no, thank God. Mental hospitals have come a long way since then. Cause that doesn't even make any Maybe sense. you don't let the person that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. exactly. So then Felicia throws a fit when Ryan tries to talk to her. The doctor sedates her. Mac has to explain things when Maxie wants to go see her mommy with him. Mm-hmm. Mac finds out that Ryan visited Felicia and Mac strikes out when he argues with the hospital doctor about how Ryan should not be able to visit Felicia. Thank you. Sean tells Mac he will try and get a restraining order against Ryan so he can't visit Felicia. And then Mac confronts Ryan about going to see Felicia. Tom and Steve have to break it up. After talking with Mac, Steve agrees to let Mac look at Ryan's file. Sean tells Mac that Ryan has got a restraining order against him and that Steve has a word with Ryan. And then Sean tells Scott that he struck out on getting a restraining order against Ryan. And Scott tells Sean he will have to drop Felicia's case because of Dominique. Because this is when she was... Oh, this is when she was starting to get sick. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) And then Scott tells Mac that Ryan has petitioned the court to deny Felicia to have visitation with Maxie. I told you you were going to get mad. Felicia has to- I'm holding my breath. <laughs> Felicia has to play by Jimmy's rules if she wants to see Maxie. That's the security guard that's being nasty mm. to her. Mm. Sean tries to talk Ryan out of his petition regarding Felicia seeing Maxie and Felicia visits with Maxie. Mac tells Felicia about Ryan's petition, which I don't know why he would tell her until it actually came out. Let's not upset the woman more yeah. than needs to be done. But maybe better he tells her than someone. That's true. I mean, I guess like, if they're letting Ryan just show up, maybe he'd be the one. Right. To tell her. Exactly. He'd be like, hey, by the way, I'm going to make sure that you don't see your girl anymore. Exactly. So Scott tells Felicia Felicia, she has to keep her temper in check. After hearing from Ryan and a lying Jimmy, the mental hospital board panel decides to revoke Felicia's visits with Maxie for 30 days. Felicia has a nightmare about Ryan and Mac comforts Felicia after her dream. Mac is nailing down some early leads on Ryan and Ryan tries to goad Felicia. Mac shows up just in time. Felicia has group therapy Kathy, which is someone that she meets in group therapy, gives Felicia a homemade knife just in case Jimmy comes after her. Again, Jimmy is the one that's trying to take advantage of her. 
Jimmy finds the knife on Felicia. Max saves the day. Felicia tells Max she needs out of the hospital now. She can't wait any longer for him to find evidence against Ryan. Mac and Felicia plan her escape, and Jimmy lies, saying that Mac gave Felicia the knife, and her visitors are suspended. <gasps> and there were probably not cameras. Uh, I would have guessed not, not the way that not now you can't move without a camera. I'm sure there was like that one in the, one in the corner that's not even hooked up, but yeah. it's supposed to keep you in check. <laughs> And then on February 23rd, Felicia tells Kathy, which again is this lady that she meets in therapy, that Mac was going to help her escape. But now she, she needs has to keep her mouth shut with this I Kathy know, lady. I know. But now she has to do it all alone. Mac shares his plan to break Felicia out with Tony. Mac steals some supplies from the GH linen closet and gets Ryan's ID badge. Felicia asks Kathy for help in escaping. Mac is denied a visit to Felicia and he is tossed out by security. And then Robin knows that Mac is planning to bust Felicia out of the hospital. Felicia pacifies Dr. Harris at the hospital. Mac asks Holly to supply him with a fake ID for Felicia. Nice. Mm -hmm. Kathy warns Mac that Felicia has a plan of her own to break out of the hospital. And Felicia insists that she has to get out of the hospital with or without Mac's help. Holly gives Mac Felicia's fake ID and Felicia plans her escape for tonight. This was March 1st. Mac tells Holly his plan to get out of the mental hospital, and Felicia plans to drug Jimmy to make her escape. Mac says goodbye to Robin. Holly lets Mac know a place for him and Felicia to stay. One catch, they have to pretend they are married. Felicia plans to drug Jimmy. Her plan to drug Jimmy goes awry, and he goes off the deep end. Mac comes to Felicia's rescue, and they tie Jimmy up and head for the air shaft. Felicia is almost caught climbing into the air shaft and Mac and Felicia make their way out of the hospital. Jimmy suspects Felicia and Mac are using the air vents in their escape. Jimmy finds Mac and Felicia on the roof of the hospital and the two fight it out. Mac and Felicia are able to get away and bust through the gate. Sean learns about Felicia's escape. Mac and Felicia make their escape in the hospital ambulance that Mac has stashed in the woods. <laughs> that is until they come back to a police roadblock. Yeah, because you stole an ambulance. <laughs> Be a little less obvious. Jeez. <laughs> Mac was really thinking with his love for Felicia and not his cop brain <sighs> and some of these things. Sean learns that Tony knew that Mac was going to break Felicia out and the police at the roadblock insist they check Mac's vehicle. It was not a vehicle. It was an ambulance. Right. Holly gives, and he doesn't look like Ryan. Wasn't That's probably why he stole Ryan's ID badge, right? Right. Oh, no. And Ryan's <gasps> on there. So many times, you don't think they know what he looks like? Right. Holly gives Sean a letter for Mac, and Felicia poses as a doctor, and the police let them pass. Mac doesn't think it is safe for him and Felicia to go to the Brownstone to get Maxie, as the cops will be all over it. They head to Beecher's Corners to Holly's contact's house. Sean and Ryan come to blows when Ryan forces his way into the Brownstone, wanting to know what happened to Felicia. Felicia and Mac arrive in Beecher's Corners, and they play the lovingly married couple act to the hilt for Holly's contacts. Tiffany gets the rest of the press to give it a rest outside of the Brownstone. That was a tough sentence. That was, because Sean was, like, over it with her yeah. and her press. Well, she has a job to do. She does. Mac and Felicia look into Ryan's first wife. They meet a woman who dated Ryan, and she tells them that Ryan eventually became possessive. Mac and Felicia learn that Ryan left a roll of film at a local pharmacy. <gasps> a roll of film? No! This is actually how somebody was... Wait, was it a movie? 
No, no. This is how John Wayne Gacy was caught. Oh, because okay. it was it was a um. You remember how like the old film that we used to have, and they would just tear off the stub and give it to you. Yeah. Well, one of the guys had it in his pocket. Okay. And they found that stub at John Wayne Gacy's house. Oh. And so they were able to say like that that guy was that. I mean, and they even lined it up to like the little tears were on the wow. this is a really good Netflix document. I mean, it's a horrible thing. Right. But the I think it's like the lost tapes or the whatever tapes of John Wayne Gacy on Netflix. Wow, because like uh, there was stuff I did not know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> she got very excited there. I did. Well, I don't know when that happened. I I'm not going to look up the dates right now. Okay. Huh. So then, Mac and Felicia find a photo of the woman Ryan's murdered. They learn that the woman in the photo worked in the top-notch coffee shop in the next town. A woman has come to General Hospital looking for Ryan. And Felicia and Mac learn about the women in these fo- women mm-hmm. in the photo, Michelle and Gloria. Michelle finds Ryan at GH. Mac gives Sean information on Michelle ba- Bales. Sean requests a background check on Michelle and Gloria, and Michelle tells Ryan she is thinking of staying in Port Charles if she can find a job. Okay, so March 16th, Sean tells Mac and Felicia that he can't place Gloria in Texas yet, and Ryan meets with Michelle again. Ruby tells Michelle that Ryan is bad news. Mac and Felicia leave for St. Louis, and then Felicia and Mac question Michelle's mother in St. Louis to find out her daughter's whereabouts. Felicia and Mac ask Michelle's mother about Gloria. Ryan shows up at the Scorpios. He fishes around Robin to find out what she knows about Felicia and Mac. Felicia and Mac learn Michelle is in Port Charles. Ruby fills in Michelle on Ryan. She tells Michelle to look at the back of the newspaper on the trial. Robin tells Sean about Ryan, Ryan showing up at her house. And then Felicia and Mac tell Sean that Michelle is in Port Charles. Ryan searches for where Michelle is staying, and Sean confronts Ryan for going to the Scorpios. Ryan finds out that Felicia and Mac have been to see Michelle's mother. Hmm. I want these videos. I know. Dear writer of General Hospital that's listening, seriously, this is really what we need the most help with. All right. So Ryan tells Jessica about Sean harassing him. Jessica warns Ryan that it appears that Ryan is being watched by a PCPD detective. Jessica tells Sean that she knows that he is having Ryan followed. I really don't like Jessica. I know. (laughs) How have we not heard more about like... Oh, there's a whole bunch of her going forward. And I tried to like not let it get into the storyline where it didn't need to be. But I can just... I don't like Jessica. Mac and Felicia are getting on each other's nerves. Ryan gives his tail the slip. The person that's following him. I'm like, his tail? What are we talking about? (laughs) Ruby gives Sean the address that Michelle may be at. And Ryan finds the newspaper articles from the trial in Michelle's room. Ooh, so she's like keeping a... Mm. tabs on him okay and then michelle tells ryan that she's leaving town and ryan offers to give michelle five thousand dollars to get her to go back to st louis sean shows up at michelle's room and sends his men to the train station ryan returns to general hospital and sean tells mac and felicia he found out where michelle was living but she was gone by the time that he arrived And then Sean questions Ryan about Michelle and Gloria. And Sean asks Tiffany to put Michelle's picture on her newscast. Sure, now he's fine with her job. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. 
That's you can't a, have it both ways. That's a typical man. Um, yeah. Sean tells Mac and Felicia that he thinks Ryan may have got to Michelle first. Felicia sneaks out to go to the Brownstone to see Maxie. Sean hauls Ryan into the PCD, PCPD for questioning. Mac finds Felicia at the Brownstone. Bobby offers to have a look through Ryan's office while he is at the PCPD. Sean grills Ryan. Jessica breaks up the interrogation, claiming Sean is abusing his authority. Mm. Bobby covers when Ryan finds her in his office, and Mac thinks he and Felicia should go to New York. Mac and Felicia meet with the family of Linda Carson, the fiancé of Ryan, who was killed in a hit-and-run accident. Bobby admits to Sean that she searched Ryan's office and found a phone book with the initials with initials in it. Bobby wants to go back and get a better look at it. Mac and Felicia learn that Ryan had quite a jealous streak when it came to Linda. Jessica invites Sean to the Outback for drinks. Mm-hmm, she sure did. Ryan hears Amy talking about how she thinks she recognized Michelle. Do you know a thought that I just had that would have been a great way to introduce Kevin would have been having him work at the mental ward that Felicia was in and not realizing that she was in there because of Ryan Chamberlain and having her completely freak out whenever she saw Kevin. That would have been good. That would have been good. Just going to rewrite a storyline 30 you years can. ago. You're absolutely Get on that. Out. There you go. Sorry. I don't know why that just. Hey, <laughs> you're allowed to rewrite history. They do it all the time. <laughs> Then in April, Amy tells Sean that she saw Michelle Bales at General Hospital looking for Ryan. Bobby thinks the party for Steve at General Hospital will be perfect, will be the perfect cover for her to sneak into Ryan's office. Oh, what was the party? Because it was April 1st, so that's the anniversary of the show. So that should have been some kind of a, mm. I don't know. Tony distracts Ryan and Bobby gets a copy of the address book from Ryan's office. Man, they, people don't even have that anymore. It's all online. Yep. Oh, but you can get stuff stolen without even knowing people are breaking in now. That's true. Spinelli. Sean shows Mac and Felicia the initials of Ryan's victims from the address book, and they only know four of the eight. Gail gives Sean her observations of how Ryan may pick his victims out of the phone book. No, it's his address book. It's not the phone book. Sean informs Ryan that he has a witness that says Michelle was looking for him. Sean gives Mac travel audio tapes that Michelle sent to her mother. Mac has the idea to edit the tapes to send Ryan a message from Michelle beyond the grave. Yes! <laughs> I love it. Oh, can you picture Matt just sitting or Mac just sitting there with his double cassette and he's playing one on the one right? side and then he's sitting there like, wait, stop record. Stop record. That's how long that would take. Oh my God. But that's probably, I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't think he could physically splice the tape. That'd be even worse. That would then be if you mess that up. Yeah. I mean, no, at least with this, be. you just have to, and then, no, stop record again. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever get to talk to Matt, we will have to ask him, did they make you do that? Was that like you're emailing him right now? Well, first of all, we need to find the video showing how he yes. edited it. But how many takes did you get? Because now we know they try to do everything in one take. But back then, I'm assuming they had to do a few takes. So how many times did you have to play something? Stop, play stop? Exactly. Okay. Sean tells Jessica his theory on Ryan, and Jessica agrees to not interfere in Sean's investigation for the time being. Later at the Outback, Sean invites Jessica to have a drink with him. Mm-hmm. Sean agrees to help her get the DA gig if she agrees to give him back this, give him the slack he needs to go after Ryan and he wants her for help. Okay. You're allowed to ask that girl out for a drink if you're doing it to help Felicia. Mm. He was using his own charm to charm her. He knew what he was doing. Mac and Felicia sneak out to a movie. Really? <laughs> I'm on they're, the run. 
I just <laughs> need to see this new movie. What was out in 1993 that was so... It's not like Jurassic Park. <laughs> what are we going to go see? Top movie, April 1993. Oh, my gosh. Hold it. Why was Jurassic Park the first thing that just came up? And Decent Proposal. Okay. All right. Well, it doesn't tell me what one they went to see, but okay. Nope. Yeah, so they went to the movie, and Matt kisses her to cover when Ryan shows up in the theater. Yeah, because he needed that. <laughs> excuse what when they return sean reams them for leaving the room thank you yeah pretty sure you could have rented them a vhs sean tells them that jessica has agreed to get a court order to bug ryan's apartment sean asks bobby and tony to help trap ryan and sean breaks into ryan's apartment and plants the bugs tony warns bobby to be careful with ryan and bobby has flashbacks bobby gives ryan a message from quote linda carson Mac and Felicia learn that Ryan flipped out when he got the messages from Linda and Ryan finds evidence in Linda of Linda in his apartment. Yeah, they got him good. Ryan tells Jessica that Sean has broken into his apartment, but Jessica tells him that Sean was in a meeting with her. Oh, she lies. Sean tells Mac and Felicia on the tape of Ryan flipping out when he finds Sean set up. Jessica's upset about what Sean did in Ryan's apartment, and she tells him that she she covered for him. From now on, they will have to meet in Sean's hotel room, mm-hmm. as they should not be seen together for the Ryan plan to work. Then how about you don't be together? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sean asks Monica to give Ryan a message from, quote, Gloria. Bobby leaves another message for Ryan from Gloria. Ryan tells Jessica about all the crank calls he is receiving, and Jessica and Sean have dinner in his hotel room. Did you uh. think it was a prank call? I thought it was prank call. It says crank. Say? No, it says crank. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was always called prank call, too. It's a, it's a Google search prank or crank call. Crank is another name for prank. Okay, cool. <laughs> we learned so much. Yep. <laughs> So then Sean learns that Mac went to GH. Mac sneaks into GH and visits Dominique. Bobby helps Mac avoid Ryan seeing him and Ryan gets a call from Michelle Bales. Mac and Felicia want to turn up the heat on Ryan. To freak Ryan out, Sean, Mac, and Felicia vandalize his apartment. When Sean's beeper goes dead, Garcia is unable to warn Sean that Ryan is on his way back to the apartment. Because they beeper battery died. They (laughs) barely get away. And Ryan reports his apartment break-in. Sean checks in on Ryan at his apartment. Ryan suspects it is Sean, Mac, and Felicia that are toying with him. Ryan returns to his apartment to find it vandalized again, complete with pictures of his victims. Sean shows Mac and Felicia proof that Ryan is unraveling. Sean meets Mac and Felicia to go over the plan to put Ryan behind bars. Sean fills Scott and Dominique in on the plan to get Ryan and that Jessica has to continue to be in on the plan. Ryan tells Jessica that if Maxie is going to Texas, then Felicia and Mac will not be far behind. Jessica thinks it's a bad idea for Sean to tell Tiffany about the plan to trap Ryan. Jessica reports back to Ryan that Maxie has indeed been sent to Texas. Jessica tells Ryan that Felicia has been killed and Mac is injured. Mac and Felicia arrive back at the brownstone to hide out in the attic. Everyone learns that Felicia is dead, but Ryan refuses to believe Felicia is gone. Sean and Jessica play their role and come to blows right in front of all of GH. Ryan goes off on the GH staff telling them he is not the reason Felicia is dead. Mm. Do you think she's actually dead? I don't know. (laughs) Mac is admitted into GH under a flurry of press. 
Sean puts a guard on Mac's room. The guards shut Ryan down when he wants to access Mac's room. Thank you for finally keeping him away. Jessica has Mac sign a fake statement. Mac is concerned that Sean did not tell Tiffany the truth about Felicia. Mm. Tiffany breaks down when Sean confirms that Felicia is indeed gone. Dominique visits Felicia in the attic. As part of the plan, Robin goes off on Ryan at GH. Ryan hears laughter coming from Mac's room. Robin visits the going bonkers locked up Felicia in the attic. Somebody tell the teenager, but well, not the reporter. <clears throat> yes. 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 Okay. When the guards step away, Ryan gains access to Mac's hospital room. Luckily, Mac is in character, as was the plan to let Ryan in. Felicia leaves the attic to get food from the brownstone kitchen. Felicia is almost caught by Ryan when he shows up at the brownstone. Bobby covers for her. Ryan confirms that Felicia's body was shipped to Port Charles. Ryan gets a disturbing note courtesy of Sean. Robin gives Mac an audio cassette from Felicia. Ryan learns the funeral service will be tonight for Felicia. Felicia gives Bobby a eulogy for Mac to read at the service. Sean makes Felicia's phony funeral preparations and Scott visits Felicia in the attic. Ryan arrives at the funeral parlor early. Mac and Ryan get into it at Felicia's funeral. Ryan sees Felicia in the coffin. Bobby thinks Sean should let Tiffany in on Felicia being alive. Sean and Mac speak at Felicia's fake funeral. Tiffany rails on Sean after she finds everyone back at the brownstone after the wake, and she was not invited. Ryan gets a call from Felicia back from the dead. May 3rd, Ryan visits the cemetery. Ryan gets another call from Felicia from the grave. Mac and Ryan come to blows when Mac is returning to GH, and Ryan gets another call from dead Felicia. Wow. Ryan tells Steve about all the crank calls he has been getting. Felicia is scared their plan is not working anymore. Jessica tells Sean that her boss is insisting Mac be transferred to jail. Sean tells Felicia and Robin that Mac is going to jail and Ryan is beginning to wig out. That's an old that is an old statement. And then on May 7th, Holly visits Mac in jail and he tells her about the plan to trap Ryan. Sean puts the next phase of the plan in motion. Ryan gets another message from Felicia, this time through his TV. Mm, Okay. Ryan confronts Mac in jail about the calls and messages from Felicia. Jessica tells Sean she thinks it is time to come clean with her boss about their plan to trap Ryan. Jessica is just a... Holly visits Felicia again. Sean tells Felicia about Ryan's latest reaction to her phone call. Ryan has insecurities regarding his mother, and that is his Achilles heel. Felicia thinks of Mac. Aww. Hmm. Sean tells Felicia that he has found out information on Ryan's mother that they can use, and Holly visits Mac in jail and has a note for her to give to Felicia. Mac has a note to give to Felicia. Ryan and Audrey get into an argument at GH over his late billings. Bobby breaks into Ryan's office and takes a picture he had on his desk of his mother. Ryan flips out when he sees the photo is gone. We don't have a billings department at the hospital. You need to get one of those. They do. Work there. there. Yeah, guys, there's our Hi. job. And then we could actually be doing research whenever they like show us in our office. Exactly. And it would look like we were billing people. Yep. <gasps> Perfect. And then Ryan reports to Steve that it has, has to be someone who works at GH that stole the photo from his office. And he gets another phone call from Felicia. After Ryan wants his calls screened by the nurses, Audrey has to warn him that it is not the nurse's job to screen his calls. Jessica tells Sean that she is out of the plan to get Ryan. 
And then Sean tells Felicia that the next step is sending electronic messages to Ryan to rattle him. Ryan gets an email from his mother and Audrey triggers an outburst from Ryan. It's in 1993. They're sending emails. They're like, yeah, on it. And then Felicia ties Jessica up to stop her from turning her in. She is going after Ryan solo. Are you looking at Maybe it was just like inter-office. Could be. I mean, yeah, we're not going to get into the history of emails. But if we had more time, we totally would. But we're on a crunch today. So Robin finds Jessica tied up and Bobby finds a very agitated Ryan in his office. Mm -hmm. A dead Felicia taunts Ryan at GH. Sean and Bobby and Mac search GH for Felicia and Ryan. Felicia pokes at Ryan until she gets his confession on tape. Felicia falls and hurts herself. Ryan knows she is real and goes after her. Um, why are they not sharing how she, did you not watch this? I did. That's why I'm oh, saying. Right. Why didn't they share? Yes, I don't know. So Felicia dressed up in all white, mm-hmm. did her face like she was dead. Mm-hmm. Her hair was all disheveled and basically got Ryan like out of his office. But then whenever he came back in, she was there. I mean, she had like a green twinge to her. So, I mean, it was, he was seeing her as dead. And there was a really freaky part where like, it looked like she was floating. Yes. You know, well, I guess that's when she fell. Fell. So maybe she was floating at some point, but she did it and it was messing with him. And they had him like standing at the podium and it almost seemed like, like they were back in court and she was questioning him and he was responding. And then that's how she got the. Right. She was back at the um, back of the auditorium, like yes. where they would put the lights on the yes. stage. And she just kept going at him. Like, tell me about this person. Tell me about this person. You killed this person. You killed your mother. Didn't you? Yep. And then he like wigged out as they were saying. Yeah. And confessed everything. But then as she was going down the steps, she fell and her arm bled for real, of course, because she was a person. And he was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Ghosts, ghosts don't, don't bleed. So. So then Ryan stalks Felicia around GH and she hides in the morgue. Oh, well, that was I mean, so you- freaky. And she's afraid of the morgue. Because mm-hmm. remember, we learned. No. Yeah, she is. No, I mean, that what was the why. thing when the Aztec princess or was it just that she's claustrophobic? Oh, maybe it's just claustrophobic. Because there was some issue with her pretending to be dead to go down to the morgue when the guy, the bad guys were looking up and the Aztec princess. I forget what we said back right. in the Aztec princess. Days. I'm going to interrupt for a second because it like catches uh, us up okay. in here, but it gives a little better details here. So they track, I'm sorry, they found the names of the woman he killed in Texas and tracked down a friend of Gloria named Michelle Bales. When Michelle guessed what Ryan had done and tried to blackmail him, she was never seen alive again. Mac and Felicia discovered Ryan's fiancée, Linda, had also died at his hands. They decided to gaslight their psychotic nemesis into confessing. Sean Donnelly helped them along with their former adversary, Jessica Holmes, Sean's new lover. Oh. Jessica told Ryan that while on the run, Mac and Felicia went to Texas where they were in a car accident. Ryan reeled when he learned that Felicia had been killed. He went to General Hospital where a wounded Mac had been flown, then to the funeral parlor where he saw Felicia in her casket. Meanwhile, Felicia, made up to look dead, prayed that she soon wouldn't be. Ryan was distraught, believing that his beloved Felicia was dead. Then he started getting phone calls from her. I'm with your mother, Ryan, Felicia's voice spooked him. Mm-hmm. My mother's dead, said Ryan, rattled. He remembered setting the fire that killed her. 
He really started to crack when his computer screen began flashing messages from his mother, accompanied by her picture, which Bobby Jones had stolen from Ryan's desk. So it wasn't an email. It was... Yeah, like they spooked the computer. Yeah, okay. You've been a bad boy, Ryan, but then you always were. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> Why do we have to use such words like that? Uh, late one night in the hospital lecture hall, Ryan saw Felicia's ghost. She was wearing a hidden oh, microphone. Oh, so he was actually at a podium. Yes. Okay. The video did not, I just thought it was more of the, um, you know, whenever you see the imaginary or like, you know, people were in their heads. Yeah. The, thinking, no, were, he was actually at he, the, okay. Yep. Shrinking at the sight of her, he cried, go away, go away. Why are you torturing me like this? I didn't kill you. No, but you killed all the others, didn't you? Linda, Gloria, Michelle, Helen, Maggie. You can tell me. I can't hurt you anymore. Ryan, Felicia said soothingly. Did you kill all those people? Ryan was sobbing. I didn't want to, but they kept criticizing me, nagging me. I begged them to stop, but they wouldn't. So I stopped them, just like I stopped my mother. He fell to his knees. Startled by his confession, Felicia stumbled and cut her elbow. Ryan saw the blood. Ghosts don't bleed. Ryan went ballistic, charging after her. Max saved Felicia, but Ryan got away. The next morning, Audrey Hardy opened her front door to a frantic Ryan. I'm just going to read this because that's what all this says, but this is probably a better description. Go for it. Mother, I need to talk to you. Alarmed, she went along with Ryan's delusion that she was his mother, and Ryan began to calm down. Audrey's husband, Steve, walked in, saw Ryan, and ordered him out. Steve moved to call the police, which was really stupid. Did you watch this? Mm-hmm. He turned his back to yeah. Ryan to pick up the phone. But he was trying to protect. But he turned his back on him. Would you was- turn your back on a psychopath? No. Okay sociopath whatever he shouldn't have turned around steve moved to call the police ryan ripped the phone out of the wall steve tried to fight him off but ryan knocked him out ryan turned to audrey now it's your turn mother when steve came to he found audrey beaten to a pulp but monica operated on her and saved her life the telephone rang hello felicia it's ryan i have your daughter say hello to mommy maxie i won't go any further until they catch us up to that so then Sean wants Felicia and Mac out of the way in Texas. Mac, Monica and Bobby operate on Audrey. After Alan examines him, Steve is questioned by Sean. Sean blames Steve blames Sean for not doing enough where Ryan was concerned. And Mac and Felicia leave for Texas. Audrey makes it out of surgery. By the way, Audrey Hardy is Liz's Graham. Yes, Graham. That's who we always talk about. She's still alive. She's in her 90s. We need her back for at least one more episode. Yes. Because, yeah. Yeah. When she passes, if they do nothing don't, don't for Liz and those stop. boys, she's in her 90s. Stop, stop, stop. Then there's going to be issues. Okay. Brenda and Robin are going to stay with Bobby until Ryan is caught and Jessica gets a statement from Audrey. Felicia finally gets the call from Ryan and Ryan wants to see her alone. Ryan calls and tells her where to meet him. Sean wants Felicia to use a tracking device so that he and Mac can follow at a distance. Felicia arrive, arrives at the set location to meet Ryan, but he calls and knows that she did not come alone as he had instructed. Felicia ditches Sean and Mac. They know that Felicia gave them, gave them the slip and Ryan and Felicia agree to meet at Broken Top. Quote, Broken Top. Mac thinks that Felicia may have gone to Broken Top and Ryan arrives to meet Felicia but does not have Maxie with him. 
Ryan wants to take Felicia to a place where they can be a family, like flip of a switch, Ryan turns to on Felicia. Felicia tries to calm him down and she agrees to marry Ryan. Mac and Sean arrive at Broken Top and Ryan takes Felicia hostage. After struggling with Felicia, Ryan goes off the side of the cliff. Maxie is reunited with Felicia. Mac and Sean find Ryan alive at the bottom of the canyon and he is arrested. Because of course he wouldn't die for that because he does not die. No. Mac leaves Texas to accompany Sean and Ryan to Port Charles and Ryan has an attack. Ryan was taken to Port Charles. Felicia and Maxie came back to Port Charles and Audrey freaks out when she learns that Ryan's in the hospital. Fair enough. Steve assures her that Ryan will not gain reconsciousness and that she has nothing to worry about. Steve thinks it would be best for everyone concerned if Ryan just died. <laughs> Steve assures Audrey that she will never have to worry about Ryan again, and Steve gets rid of the guard at Ryan's hospital room. Ooh. And awake, Ryan tells Steve that he doesn't have the guts to kill him. Steve decides that killing Ryan would be too easy on him. Sean and Jessica question Ryan, claiming that he is innocent. Ryan refuses to sign any confession. Sean tells Mac and Felicia that they must prepare themselves for the fact that Ryan could wind up going to the mental hospital and not prison. Sean and Jessica oversee the transfer of Ryan from GH to jail. Jessica tells Steve that Audrey will have to testify against Ryan in court. And then Steve, Sean, and then in July, Steve, Sean, and Felicia meet with the grand jury before Ryan's trial. And then Jessica tells Mac, Felicia, and Sean that the grand jury handed down an indictment against Ryan. Dun, dun, dun. That and was July 5th. That, yeah, that's July 5th, 1993. So he has had a busy year. He's had a very busy year. And that makes you think that the next sentence is going to be at the trial. But I'm just FYIing everyone that it's not because Jessica has to push it back. And we'll get into all of that. But I really don't like Jessica in case anyone needed to know. Ugh, but isn't it so good? It and is she so, so good. Because then there's no playlist. I know, I know. And it makes me mad because I, I can like halfway see it in my head. And I'm like, but I want to watch it. I know, it. yeah. Especially all the times that they're like telling Felicia she's crazy. And she's like, but I'm not crazy. Right. Oh, I cannot so wait. Good. So next week we will get into Ryan's trial and see what happens. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet with the peer. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.